What's up, guys? David Villa here. It's time for Game Changer. I hope you guys are having a great day so far. I am, and uh, we're going to dive right into just going to be a little more serious this morning. Just, uh, you know, really have some things in my heart. Matter of fact, I changed the topics for the podcast. Right, Sam? <laughs> they had to throw together the slides at the last minute. I changed the topic. I had a, a slide to put together, some things I prepared for the last um, the, a couple of days ago for today and changed it <clears throat> uh, today. And uh, so you're going to get this fresh. This is this is fresh. I believe this is, uh, you know, the topic to talk about. Right. Been looking at everything going on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety that's going on. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to talk about our emotions. We're going to talk about where that fits in to the puzzle. You know, here's the cool part. The part I want to kind of just put out there, you know, God God designed your emotions. He he placed those in you, right? And uh, so we're going to get into that in just a second. But um, I want to uh, I want to just thank you guys for checking out our our podcast and being so faithful, man. We've got a great crew, um, a lot of subscriptions, and if you want to subscribe to uh, current, past, and future podcasts, you can do so uh, on Spotify. Uh, search David Villa's Game Changer Live. You can do so on Apple Podcasts and you can do so on Google Podcasts. And we want to thank those of you that are listening to us on those podcasts. If you want to watch us, if you want to check it out and uh, and, and be, we do this live in front of a in front of a camera. Um, you can watch us on Instagram uh, live. You can watch us on Twitter live and you can watch us on YouTube live and also Facebook live. And, uh, one last thing I do this every week because I really feel like it's, um, I really feel like it's a game changer. It'll, it'll help change your life. It'll, it'll help, I think, put place uh, encouragement and inspiration on a daily basis um, from God's word through people. How I many you know that God uses people, right? I mean, he doesn't, you know, God rarely audibly speaks. I mean, maybe he's done that to you. I don't know too many people that that's happened to, but I can tell you this, he's talking all the time through people. And one of the ways I know for sure that God communicates through people is in our game changer group. So you can also go to Facebook and you can type in David Villa's game changer group. And uh, we've got almost 7,000 people that are in there that encourage each other. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Let's take the next uh, 20 minutes or so or so and let's dive into the battle of emotions, right? That's what we're going to talk about. I was going to talk about life and speaking and the power of life and death in the tongue, kind of get into that a little more. I'm going to do that next week, <clears throat> but we're going to talk about emotions today, right? The battle of emotions. And let's talk about first, let's talk about the power of emotions. You know, um, again, you know, I want to kind of just address the elephant in the room, the figuratively speaking, the world. And, you know, there's an elephant of anxiety. There's an elephant of, um, of, of anxiety, lack of peace. That's really what, what I think I want us to kind of put that into the perspective as believers, as somebody who studies God's word, who studies the Bible, who knows, you know, what he has to say about these things. You know, when we're looking at anxiety, we're really looking at the lack of peace, right? The restlessness, there's a restlessness and it's, and it's, there's a lot going on. I mean, over the last several months, I mean, there's a lot of weights, a lot of heaviness, right? There's, I mean, there's just the, the pause in life. And, uh, you know, many people, even though companies and different businesses and so forth, you know, they're uh, here at our company. I mean, we, we've broken records. We've done really, really well. You know, in spite of all of that, I get 
what many people are experiencing with regards to the restlessness or the lack of peace or the anxiety because there's a lot of there's a lot of pausing going on right there's there's change and shift and pausing life came to a halt <clears throat> and some some of your dreams <clears throat> some of the some of the fun some of the things you were doing there's just a lot of heaviness you know i've, I've talked to a lot of people that have struggled through this season, um, some that have re- gotten COVID, some that didn't, and you know, and went through the sickness. And then that sickness went beyond like a, a physical, um, you know, physical thing. It went into a, an emotional and a mental. It went into an anxiety, you know, a level at all time highs. And I know people have been restless. There's been there's been people that have that have not slept. That you know, go to bed and wake up in the middle of the night and lay there for three and four hours. I've talked to many many people that have shared this. There's been people that for some reason. You know, no apparent thing going on around them, not like they're facing something that they can look at and go, you know, I have this specific issue. Many of you are, but many, many people <clears throat> are going, hey, you know, there's just this overwhelming fear. There's just overwhelming gripping of, of like, of, 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 you know, an anxious feeling, a panic attacks have been, have been rising. And, you know, and so I'm going to just speak to that and hopefully we can bring what the word of God says about that into the scenario, right? So the, the power of emotions, right? So, uh, you know, let's look at that. Let's look at that from a, from a standpoint of what, what brings anxiety, what tries to steal your peace. And, uh, you know, the Bible refers to, to God, right? He says in, in the word, it says that there's a peace that comes to believers. There's a peace that you and I can find in Christ that passes understanding. It goes beyond our comprehension. It goes beyond our understanding. And that is the peace. That's what I want to overall, overarch message today, right? That look, you can, you can be encouraged, you know, after the election, you know, whatever you can be encouraged, uh, you know, by the job or by growing your business and doing things. But the, the anxiety can go beyond that. I can be someone who's breaking records, but I can be related to or surrounded by or know people in my life that I care about that are struggling with certain things. And I can help carry, I can carry sometimes that anxiousness for them. And there's a pausing going on. So we all need this regardless of where we are. So often, you know, we can be afraid to acknowledge emotions like these, you know, but it's important, you know, I want to get this across today to deal with all of our emotions and we have to deal with them. We can't just bury or sweep our emotions under the carpet figuratively, right? So we have to deal with them. We have to deal with them. And, you know, I did a, an acronym um, uh, a while back and, you know, deal, let's see if I can remember this. I didn't have this plan today, but I, I did an acronym on a teaching and it can go a lot of different ways. When you deal with something, you know, do you, you disarm it. <clears throat> you disarm it. So when you're going to deal with emotions, number one, you disarm it. And, and then you engage it, right? You can't, you, you have to disarm it. And then you have to, you have to uh, engage it. And then you have to have the right attitude, which is the A, when it, when it comes to working through the emotions. You have to understand that a feeling is, is, is not always the truth. Your, your emotions lie, my emotions lie and we have to we have to we have to have the proper attitude when we're dealing with and engaging and then have a right attitude and then lead l lead through it and what that means is really you know um you know a lot of times finding what god has to say about the matter and really delving into his word and, and leading through that so dealing with our emotions is better than sweeping them under the carpet especially the negative ones you know um especially the negative ones when we're going through trials, when you're experiencing the anxious feelings, when you're experiencing the lack of 
peace, right? You have to deal with the negative emotions when you're going through the trials. When we look at our anger, right? When we look at our sadness and when we look at those things in light of God's truth, we can find comfort instead of living in denial. I'm going to say that again. Find comfort in God's word. Look, God's word is not just, we, we like to quote the promises, you know, we like to say, you know, you know, God or bless you, you know, he'll bless, he'll, he'll meet your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and by Christ Jesus and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And man, I'm the head and not the tail and I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. And, and the, the Bible clearly states that, I mean, when we need to declare that, <clears throat> but we need to understand that the enemy's job, and I say this a lot, right? His job, he says, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy. And you got to understand something. If you're a child of God, he, he's given up in many cases on killing you. He's given up on many, in many cases on destroying you, right? So what he does is really emphasize, puts his emphasis on the steal part. And what is it? What does he steal? He steals God's word. He siphons like, like a, like a, like someone who would take gas out of your car. You know, the, the movies where they suck the edge of the hose, right? When they have it in there, they suck the edge of the hose and they put it in a bucket and take the gas and siphon it out. Siphoning is, is when, when there's a leak, you know, there's a leak and that leak is, is subtle. It's not, it's not busting a hole in the side and letting it all gush out. <clears throat> it's taking piece by piece. So the enemy will steal or siphon your joy. He'll steal or siphon your peace. He'll steal or siphon the word of God, you know, and the foundation that you've built your life upon with regards to anxiety. I mean, when, you know, with regards to, you know, go uh, anger, with regards to sadness, or with regards to depression, with regards to what you see around you or what you feel. And sometimes you can't even put your finger on it. Again, things may be going fine around you, but yet there's this heaviness and your the fear is gripping you, the restlessness, right? And, and, and again, if you guys are catching this, you know, this is something that we uh, decided to shift this morning. So I'm speaking from my heart this morning. There's not a ton of preparation. This is just where I really felt like uh, going and the direction I felt like going this morning. So this is coming directly just kind of from my heart. And hopefully you get uh, really touched by this. You know, I feel like that, you know, God's, God's, uh, this is direction he wanted me to go. So when we look at our anger and sadness in light of God's truth, we find comfort instead of living in denial right? The denial is there. So the bottom line is he brings peace that passes understanding. There's no need for peace if you don't have, if it doesn't counter anxiety, if it doesn't counter restlessness. You know what I mean? If I, if I need peace, I need it because the world in the world, there's not peace. So I need peace that comes from God in his word, in his truth. And I need it to pass my understanding. I need it because if I don't, it's not just there, it's there. God's word is true. It's real. But if I don't allow it to come in and activate itself and pass my understanding, right? I see that, but I believe his word. I, I, I see what I see. I walk by faith, not by sight. I see this, but I choose to believe God's word. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and, um, you know, when uh, Elisha's servant was worried <clears throat> because they were going to be attacked, right, because of their beliefs and so forth. And they were in their tent and he walked outside of the tent um, and he, uh, you know, he uh, walked outside of his tent and he looked and he saw all the way around them, the enemy had them surrounded. And he walked back in and he told Elijah, the prophet, he said, hey, our enemies are great. They're surrounding us. There's chariots all around us and we're outnumbered. We're surrounded. And Elisha, you know, knew 
the natural. He knew what was going on, but he also knew, listen, he also knew that supernaturally he served a God who could bring peace that passes understanding, joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, that God could do the uh, unmeasurable and unthinkable. And God had promised him victory. So what he did is he prayed. He said, God, you know, I thank you for bringing victory. He's in his tent. He's not looking at what the enemy's saying. He's, he's focused on God. And his servant was there. And he said, God, open up his eyes. Open up my servant's eyes that he can see what you've told me. And he said, go look again. Basically, he said, go look again. But I want you to go look, right? I want you to go look in the context of God's word. He walked back outside full of faith. After spending time with the man of God, after hearing the word of God, walked outside of the tent, he looked around again. In other words, he, he looked around again. And when he did, he saw surrounding the enemy, behind the enemy, there were, there were, the God had them surrounded. Far more troops were for them than were against them. So what I want to encourage you is that when you look and you see what the enemy wants you to see, when you look and you see what's going on around you, Rub your eyes and look again. Rub your eyes and look again. So when we're sad, we can find joy in the truth that God is close to the brokenhearted. Psalms 34, 18 says that. When we're angry, we can find peace in the promise that God's unfailing love will never be shaken, even by our rage. And there's a lot of anger going on because people are pressured from all sides, right? And, so, and Isaiah 54, 10 says that when we have angry uh, anger, when we find it, we can find peace in the promise that God's unfailing love will never be shaken. So the power of emotions is real but the power of God's word is more real. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's go to point two, surrender your burdens. <clears throat> so God wants us to surrender our burdens to him. This, this morning, if we could really have a theme of what this is about, right? You're, I really feel like because of <clears throat> how God led this direction that we're talking to an audience that when they hear this is already experiencing the pressures of life. You're already experiencing the burdens of life. You're already experiencing the anxiety of life. You're already experiencing the peacelessness, right? The, the restlessness that's going on. So God wants you and I to surrender our burdens to him. Here's the beautiful thing about God. You don't even have to like get up from this and go, okay, now I'm going to go to work focusing on that God's going to win, right? You, it, this doesn't require you to do anything other than believe, right? Be still. That, that, the scripture that's on my forehead, right? Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that he is the Lord. So God wants to, here's what you got to do. Just, just let go. Surrender your burdens to him and lean on him in faith when your emotions are too much for you to handle alone. So if you're experiencing you know, anxiety, which by the way, is the fruit of your, your, your emotions being too much for you to handle, they're so overwhelming. They're so overwhelming. I used to have this dream <clears throat> when I used to get a fever as a kid, you know. It happened when I was a child. It's happened a few times as an adult. But when I was a kid and I would become feverishly sick, you know, it happens differently. I've talked to people that have had somewhat similar. Maybe you've had something similar to this dream. The best way I can describe it is I was sick and I, was, I felt overwhelmed. I felt insignificant. I felt like something so small in my dream and I felt like there was something so big and out of my control around me. You know, there was, it was, I couldn't contain it. It was, it, it brought instant panic. And I, and I want to take that. If you've ever had that dream or that type of feeling in your dreams, right. And man, you were thankful to wake up. I want to put that in the context of what's going on. There's anxiety and pressure and there, there's, there's emotions and these are, they're too much for us to handle. When they become too much for us to handle, we become so insignificant and we feel so overwhelmed, which causes 
the fruit, which is anxiety. So the antidote to that is not to become bigger. Your weakness is his strength. So it is to surrender your burdens to him. You, you have a God that says, cast your care. Casting is not just like letting go. It's like throwing them on him. It's like, it's like, it's like, you take this. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's welcoming that. If you were carrying a heavy box and you were walking next to your friend or your, your spouse or your family or kids or whatever, and you were just walking next to him and this thing was heavy and you just threw it at him and said, Hey, you take this. I mean, that would suck. That would not be the way anybody would appreciate you doing this. Well, God said to do that to him. He said to take your heavy load and cast it on me. So the next time you're tempted to deny your emotions or attempt to handle them on your own, do this, surrender them, throw them on, cast them on God instead. He'll give you hope that is greater than any emotional struggle that you face. Why? Because we surrender our burdens to God. Surrendering means you can't hold any. Like if you're walking and someone put a gun to your back, the universal sign of surrendering, that's why in worship we do this, the universal sign of surrendering is throwing your hands up in the air and saying, take whatever you want. Just don't, just don't shoot. Just, just, just spare my life. Take whatever you want. I, I, I just get, I give you access, right? That's surrender. So surrender your burdens. God wants to take them, right? Cast them on him. All right, let's look at our next point. Be steadfast. That's a word we don't use, right? It's like King James. It's like old school. Steadfast. <laughs> we don't use that word, right? You don't walk around and be like, hey, you know, hey, hang in there and, you know, in your job, be steadfast. You know, you, you say like, hey, hold on, you know, be strong or whatever, but be steadfast. The word steadfast in the original, I'm going to get original Hebrew on you, all right? I'm like, <laughs> That's good. The original Hebrew, it has deep roots. It has strong, I sound like Mr. Miyagi, it has deep roots, Daniel son. <laughs> strong foundations. The word steadfast in the original Hebrew has deep roots and strong foundations. It means, listen, to be fixed. It means to be firm. It means to be stable. It means to be secure. It means to be settled. You go, wait a second, David, you're sitting there talking to us about being overwhelmed and being anxious. You're, you're talking about restlessness and you're talking about fear and you're talking about the lack of peace and the lack of joy. You're talking about how, how I'm nervous and you know, I, I, you know I'm, 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 I'm freaking out with what's going on. So you're telling me now to be steadfast. Yeah, oh, great. That's, that's wonderful. I wish I could because I wouldn't be those other things. Well, I got good news for you. You being steadfast, not in you, not in what you can do, not in the fact that you wake up at midnight and stay up till three thinking about what it is that you can do and, and being overwhelmed by the circumstances that are around you and the possibilities of what if this happens and what if that doesn't happen and what if this continues and what if what if this falls apart and what if this doesn't stand and all of these what ifs right these these the the, the fear that pops in through the, through the enemy siphoning out your joy, siphoning out your peace, siphoning out your faith. So here's the deal. Fixed, firm, stable, secure, and settled in his word. Be steadfast in God's word. Be steadfast in what he said, not what you said. It's not what you can do. It's what he's done. It's not even saying that God's going to do it. It's saying that God already did it. Something happens when you are steadfast in the word of God that's already taken place. You're not saying I'm going to be steadfast steadfast in what God's going to do. I'm steadfast in what he's already done. And I choose to walk by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? It doesn't mean I have to do anything other than I just have to be fixed, firm, stable, secure, and settled in what God said he has done. And if you do that, it 
activate. Listen, it activates something supernatural. Yes, I said it's supernatural, which means that God does it, not you. All we have to do is walk in it, is is accept it, is is stand on it, is is receive it, and let God do the rest. So picture a giant boulder, right? That over the course of time has fallen. All right, and, and shifted and sunken into place. Like, I mean, it's there. First of all, it's a giant boulder. Then that boulder f- fell, right? And it, over time, it's, it's, it's shifted and sunk, sunken into place, right? You can try your best to budge it, but it won't go anywhere. The greatest winds and rains could not remove it, right? And, and, and imagine that. It's steadfast. It's firm. It's fixed. It's stable. It's secure. And it's settled. So you have this giant boulder, God's word. It's, 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 it's stood the test of time. It's been around, always was, always will be, and it is right now. He's the same yesterday. He'll be the same tomorrow. And he's the same today. He's the God of yesterday. He's the God of tomorrow, but he is also the God of the right now. And here's the deal. He's that giant boulder, that the, the cornerstone. He's the, he's the, he's the rock that, that, that Peter talked about when he said that you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you because flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my father, which is in heaven and upon the rock, upon the boulder, upon the foundation, the cornerstone, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail over the course of time. Time. That's cornerstone, right? Has been there and it will be there and it is there now, regardless of how many times kings have tried to snuff it out. Uh, uh, you know, generations have watered it down. People have taken it out of schools and out of government. No matter how hard they try, that foundation, that cornerstone, that boulder of, of such is there. It's fixed and it's firm and it's stable and it's secure and it's settled. It is done. It is finished. And picture that over time. Nothing, no matter how hard they try, can remove it. That is where pre-COVID, during COVID, and then after COVID, it's there. Come on. Pre-election, post-election, during the election, the former president, the current president, if there's a, the next president, whoever that will be, whenever that will be, whether it's next week or four more years from now, he's the boulder that sits there, that will always be there, that will never be able to be moved. It's fixed. It's firm. It's stable. It's secure. It's settled. It's steadfast. So now I want to talk to you as we wrap this up here. We have a couple more slides, a couple more points. Find your joy. I want to encourage you to find your joy. David found joy in the Lord. And he gives us the answer in, in these verses in Psalms 57. I challenge you to read it, Psalms 57, but specifically 9 and 10. He'll say, he said, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people, for great is your love. Come on. He, he, he didn't look at by sight. He looked at, he looked at his relationship with the, with the steadfast king. And he said, I'll sing to you among the people, for great is your love reaching the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the skies. David, David's steadfast heart came from God's steadfast love. He took joy in God because God had already taken joy in him. God loves you. God finds joy in you. And I, I want to encourage you to find joy in the God who finds joy in you. Amen. And then I'm going to leave you with this last point. There is hope in the Lord. So maybe you're lost in the, in the smoke, right? In the cloud, in the fog right now. Maybe things have, have happened in your life 
you know, we, I, I just mentioned, I mean, all of us have had an impact these last year. And, you know, there's been some, again, there's been some things, good things that have come out of this, but there's also been a lot of change and a lot of sorrow and a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety that has come out of this. Even if you're not experiencing something that necessarily should bring that, there just is. There's just a weight. There's a heaviness. I believe there's a spiritual attack along with the physical attack that's on this on this world. I believe that there, there, there's an emotional attack and a mental attack beyond a financial and, and, and physical attack. There's all these other attacks. There's, there's, there's relational attacks. So maybe you're lost in the fog right now. Maybe you're lost in the smoke right now. Maybe things have happened in your life that don't make sense. Things that aren't fair, right? Maybe your heart has been broken. And I want to encourage you, if that's the case, run to the heart healer. Right? Run to the truth teller. Run to the grace giver. Allow him to open your eyes, right? Clear away the haze. Because here's the deal. That's, that's what the enemy's got. The enemy, I, I promise you, the enemy, if he's really, truly in your mind, if you believe the word of God that the enemy over 2,000 years ago was defeated, he was defeated. And he's, he lost an eternal battle then. But yet his, 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 he's, he's there now trying to, to wreak havoc and take as many people with him as possible and to try to hurt the plan of God by hurting the people of God. If you believe that, then you believe, then you believe that what, what you're seeing that blocks out the truth of God's peace and God's joy and God's foundation is nothing more than, than fog, than smoke. It's, it's there to cloud your vision. It's there to distort your view. It's there to try to get you off your game. If that's the truth, you run to the heart healer. You run to the truth teller. You run to the grace giver. You allow him to open your eyes and clear, listen, clear away the haze and heal your heart. Heal your land. Heal your situation. Remove that anxiety by, by, by the way, by making his peace bigger. Making, removing that depression by making his joy bigger. Come on, run to Jesus, right? Run to him. Behold his beauty, receive his love. He's never left us. And there's hope in him. Amen? Hope, hopefully this was encouraging to you, you know, because I want to challenge you. If it is, just share this, comment, you know, save it for later. Uh, by the way, if you're, again, if you're listening right now, join our Game Changer group in Facebook. If you want to be encouraged and connect with us and not just, you know, weekly on our podcast, we invite you to search on Facebook, David Villa's Game Changer group, and uh, we'd love to have you in there. But I got to encourage you and say the best is yet to come. I truly believe that. And if you're a child of God, then you need to believe that because God said it. God didn't, this is not his best. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come for you and I. Amen. So Father, I just thank you for this day and I pray blessing upon every person that's listening right now. I pray hope. God, I pray peace in place of anxiety. I pray joy in place of depression. I I pray favor, God, and kindness, Lord, in place, God, of despair. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Guys, I love you. Appreciate you. I will see you guys next week on... Game changer.